Previously on Partnership Vision Podcast. We've told bits of our story throughout various podcast episodes, but it's still important to point out certain things in the journey that I'm about to discuss because he had a very pivotal role in the freeing of my mind. So leading up to the time that Sean and I actually met, I had been working for a retail store for about a year and a half, and then I needed a higher pay and more hours that the store was not giving me. So I moved up to a corporate level, and the position that I was able to apply for was a call center. And so basically, um, Sean and I would just kind of see each other, you know, in the hallways or whatever, and I don't know, maybe waved on occasion, but we didn't really interact that much until a certain point. Veni, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. So my experience was that I would see Brandy going through the hall. We usually had opposite shifts. So when she would be getting off, I'd be getting on. And, you know, that would, that's how it mainly would work. Our hours were kind of weird anyway, just the way they did, did things. It wasn't the worst and the weirdest, but it was still a little bit inconsistent about, like, when those shifts really were and where they when they started and when they ended. But I just see her going through the hall, and she kind of stuck out to me a little bit, but not, not a whole, whole lot. And I just kind of have a random thought, like, huh, you know, she seems like depressed. I don't know what, what what's going on with her. And, uh, you know, but I would just move on, you know, continue on about my business. And at the time, I was going through a lot from a, a breakup that I had been through, you know, we mentioned a little bit in this series. And, you know, that, that breakup was still like just majorly affecting me. And I was just in a very disillusioned time of my life. And I was really fighting through trying to just, you know, I'm, I'm going to get what I want in the world. I'm going to, I'm going to go after my own now, you know, I'm, I've worked really hard to try to make other people's lives better. I've tried to help other people and it just has seemed to all blow up in my face. So I'm just going to do what I need to do for myself. And then when I'm in a better position, then I'll start helping other people. Then I'll start caring about other people. But right now I can't care about other people. It just, it causes me too much trouble. It stops me too much from advancing. And that's the kind of state I was in. So I was very kind of cynical and, um, but I would, at the same time, I was like trying to get better and better about people skills and being able to, you know, impress people, make them want to be friends with me, make them want to, to hear the things that I had to say, like to be persuasive, to be just good at, at managing myself in crowds and in dealing with interactions and everything. So I was working on, on that and on my image and was, you know, doing a pretty good job at it. Like people liked me and people were very, uh, you know, drawn to just the way I, I acted, you know, the way I did things. But 
you know, it was all kind of self-motivated. It was all just kind of after me wanting to advance and go forward with my life. And, uh, you know, of course, I couldn't completely get away from my principles, my morals. There's no way that I was going to, like, just try to take advantage of people, just step on people or anything like that. You know, I would always be trying to make sure that I'm being fair and, you know, I'm being kind at the same time, you know, and I wouldn't do anything that would be to the hurt of somebody else. If I would do something for someone, I'd be kind of thinking in the back of my mind, well, can they do anything back for me? Can they really help me at all too? Because I can't afford to put too much of effort into somebody that can't also invest back into me. And I was a little bit to an extreme on that, on conserving just my own energy and my own resources and what I want and what I need. And so in the midst of that, one day I'm there at the cafeteria table and I'm having my lunch. It's a weird time, like four o'clock or five o'clock or something. And Brandy is just getting off her shift and is walking through to get, you know, where she can check out from work. And she sees me there and she just kind of stops and just like, Hey, how are you doing? And I was just like, well, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. And I just, I don't know what exactly how I started this conversation, how I, how I continued, but I just kind of leaped on her friendliness and, and just opening up with me like that and seeming to stop for a second to have a friendly engagement with me. And I just went into like this kind of whole spiel, like my, my own little comedic routine about corporate and about corporate America, about our government about everything that's not going right in our country and politics and I just I was just going all over the place and just talking about basically what are all the issues and what's messed up in society making fun of all of it you know and just in my mind being gloriously hilarious about it and but at the same time I'm like I, I get on the outside of myself a little bit kind of just observing the the flow that I'm in and what I'm talking and what I'm saying and my conscious observation of this flow state that I'm in of just what I'm saying is like, what what the heck? You know, why am I talking about politics? Why am I talking about, you know, this kind of stuff? This is like the most like unattractive, you know, this is not the kind of thing that you say to somebody you're trying to win over, you know, that you're trying to, to make friends with. This is not the kind of conversation you make. And, and I couldn't shut up. It's like, I just kept on going on. And it came to a point where, you know, she was like, well, I need to go now, but hey, it was really nice talking to you. You know, like she just seemed to be genuinely enjoying this spiel that I was running off of. And she stepped forward to give me a hug and I was just kind of shocked. And she hugged me and I felt this change that it's like something just happened inside of me. It's like there was a, I don't know, like there was a glass ball and it dropped and it broke and something just broke inside like a, a maybe a layer of ice or something over my heart like something just shattered and felt different and you know it was just really tangible there was just something about that hug and when she stepped away walked away I was just kind of stunned and I was just kind of trying to figure out what just happened here you know like I really wasn't very used to people being very physically affectionate anyway so you know that, that would have been a bit of a surprise in itself but there was also just something about that that just there was a change in that moment that I felt and when I went back into the office back into the cubicles I sat there and I was just I was still just stunned I was still like it just fried my mind I'm like trying to figure out what the heck just happened and I'm 
answering the calls, doing doing my whole spiel, you know, welcome, blah, 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 saying my thing. But the whole time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, what happened? What just happened? What was that? It's just repeating over and over in my mind. What just happened? What just happened? And I get home, and after all of that, I'm still just like, I don't, I don't get it. And I had not been on like a whole lot of speaking terms with God at the time. I hadn't prayed for a month. And this time when I came back home, I was like, all right, look, Lord, I don't know what this was. I don't know what I just felt here and what this was about. So I need you to tell me, I need you to tell me what this was. And, uh, you know, like I said, I had kind of been mad at him. I kind of thought that he was somewhat responsible for letting letting my life go off the rails you know and things not work out for me the way I thought they should and I thought it was unfair I thought I did everything right and God didn't do his end so I had a very you know rough kind of view and at that point I, I was like all right fine you know I'm, I'm talking to you now what, what is this about you know what, what just happened here and out of nowhere it's like all of a sudden I just had this knowing I just knew as if it was a memory, as if it wasn't something I just discovered or just knew now. It's like something I just always knew. It's like I just all of a sudden had this knowledge and had this awareness that this girl that had talked to me, I didn't even know her name yet. Uh, I, I might have, she might have mentioned her name once or twice, but I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not great with names. So I don't, I don't know if I even knew her her name really in that moment it might have stuck with me just because of the whole encounter I can't really say but I all of a sudden knew that she was someone that was just surrounded with darkness that just was having all kinds of things working against her and in the work environment and just in her life and that she was just an embattled person and just dealing with so much stuff and yet just still had such a light and loving and kind spirit about her and gentle spirit about her despite all that you know not turned into an angry person a person that's going to fight back or a person who's just not going to care or whatever the the defenses you'd expect from somebody being so unfairly treated and having so much like just persecution against them you would never expect to be such a sweet and kind person and just a person just full of warmth and I could just see that there was like a lot of potential in her, that there was a lot that was, you know, that she was meant to do and meant to be. And I just, you know, like I said, just knew it all of a sudden all at once. Like I had had a vision or something. Like I just knew and had this mental picture of who she was meant to be and who she could be. And right in the midst of that, and that it all happened instantaneously. Like I said, it's just in an instant I had that. And I got this just clear encounter, like this voice resonating in my mind, in my heart. It was so clear that it, I almost could swear that it was it was actually auditory, that I could actually hear it with my ears. But it was, you know, so obviously not my thought. So obviously not coming from me. It was so strong and so distinct and different and out of nowhere. And obviously also just because it's something I wouldn't have thought anyway. <laughs> but what I heard was I want you to know her and I want you to love her and then again know her and so I was like okay well I guess I'm going to get to know this girl <laughs> I guess I better 
find a way of spending some time with her. And, you know, so I basically from that point, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm paying attention now. I don't know what this is about, but you know, I just, I could tell that obviously from all of that and from what I was getting that she needed somebody in her life that would just be there and, you know, help her to deal with the, the spiritual warfare, help her to deal with the demonic and the darkness, the stuff that was coming at her, you know, that she didn't know what to do. And so, you know, like, well, I'll be her friend, you know, I'll, I'll protect her to whatever extent I can. And, um, I started to, you know, right at that time they gave us an option to have a whole bunch of overtime and I happened to have a high enough score and they liked me enough that I could get my, my pick of whatever I wanted. So I just, I got all the overtime I possibly could. I, I loaded on the overtime so I could work both my shift and her shift. And during her shift, I could go over there and sit with her and spend time with her and get to know her better. And, uh, I just was extremely intentional about it when that's something, you know, I was never very uh, intentional about relationships before that, like that. And I never was like, uh, you know, date a girl, pursue a girl, you know, spend all this time with her. I, I was never like that guy. I was never that kind of person. So this was very different for me. And it was just, you know, it was like an assignment from God. It was a something to finally like give me something, something good to focus on in this time of my life. And so I was, I was focused and I was doing it and just being aware of whatever I needed to say or do to be an encouragement to her, to compliment her, you know, in meaningful ways to just be a friend and be there and, and get to really know her. And, uh, so that's kind of how it all started. And after he, he kind of started what seemed to me kind of randomly sitting next to me, I'm like, okay, well, hello. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, creeped out or I didn't, and I didn't have anything against it. I just, I was like, it was a surprise. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. Cause I, I didn't usually have somebody sitting to my left and, um, all of a sudden I did. And then uh, he was, he seemed pretty cool. And I just, I really felt safe around him that I could trust him without any issue. I just knew it somehow. And so every day that I went in and um, I, was, I was sitting there doing my work and then in between calls, I'm like, well, when is he going to get here? <laughs> it was always the thing that I looked forward to the most was him showing up and I would always kind of try to peer above the cubicles and see if I could spot his face. And, um, and then just from the moment he got there, everything got brighter and everything was, was a whole lot better. Uh, because it wasn't just the customers that, you know, I got a lot of angry customers, but I was more so targeted actually by the management. And that's not me being touchy feely or, or sensitive or emotional over it. No, and anything that they could get me for or whatever they would, where people around me, I knew for a fact, were getting away with murder on their own. So it was really kind of obvious but yeah, and I, I observed that i i did see them actually picking on her and like they, they left me alone but they would totally just go after her over everything you know like i said before they nitpicked over things but they would nitpick with her more than with anybody i saw it's almost like they're trying to get her to quit the job the way they treated her and i was doing the job the best i could that's something that even in my darkest days during this time of my life, some of my core traits I was able to actually hang on to, and that's whatever I'm a part of, and I know what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to do 110% 
and do my part the best that I possibly can to where it flows into everything else as it should. And that, that part of the chain, that part of the project is going to be completely functional and it's going to look good. But yet they were still finding things. And I'm not claiming to be perfect, you know. I mean, I there, there was some times that I was about maybe five minutes late to work or something like that. And a lot of the time is because I couldn't find a parking place because they didn't have enough parking. And I would have to park at a restaurant down the road and just hope I didn't get towed and then walk. But anyway, um, sitting next to him, having random conversations and we just started really building a, a coworker kind of friendship, but a better one than any of the other ones I had because I mean, sure there were my usual crew that we were very <laughs> a very motley kind of crew and all of us were so different which that's not, not a bad thing but just to say that each one was unique but this one with sean was special it wasn't just unique but it was special and i could tell because he he truly cared and i could tell he was more wholesome <laughs> <laughs> and the other ones I hung out with because some of them, man, <laughs> not judging or anything, not, not putting them down or tearing them down, but they were into some unkosher kind of things. Then at some point, it came down to Sean actually walking me out to my car, which I'll let him tell the story. This podcast is a part of our ministry partnership vision, which is dedicated to youth and young adults who are in need of support, wisdom, or healing so that they can live their best life with the people they're meant to be a part of. You can help support us by sharing our show with others directly, posting about us or reposting on social media, or by donating to us financially through our donorbox.org link, which you can find in the description for this episode. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>